everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. Doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> I'm Victor. I'm Max. <laughs> and I'm Kitty. We are the Hounds of Horror podcast. <laughs> we are. In case you forgot. <laughs> we don't mention that very often. But, you know, like bark, bark. <laughs> Occasionally you do this thing where you start saying words and you decide to add more on to the end of it, but you've already used up all of your air on the part that you were planning to say. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. I think that. I mean, I take a specifically measured breath, and then I'm like, "Wait, I should add this." (laughs) It's like the real world equivalent of not having enough gas to get where you're going. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. That's the end. (laughs) This has been things that you might also do. Oh, we should make that podcast. No. Things you might also do. Like talk, talk about weird shit that we do that maybe other people do. Like whenever I'm at a store like and gopher holes and what, that, <laughs> and someone says something like, uh for everyone out there listening, I'm in a, a career where I fix things for a living. And when someone says, Hey, thanks for fixing that, and I say, Thanks, you too. <laughs> and then I can never go back there again. Uh would be a fun podcast. Nope, we gotta cut all that out because now that's a good oh, idea. God. I'm Victor. It's oh, like wait. when someone says, uh, I was joking. What's going on? And you go, Good, damn it. I mean, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, are we starting over now? No, no. <laughs> okay. I was, I think, being stupid. I'm not sure. So you anyway. could reach us at the Hounds of Horror. No, it's just Hounds of Horror Pod <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> It's just the Hounds of Horror. <laughs> That's it's the email that we Hounds have. Hounds of Horror, not the Hounds of Horror. Yes. Hounds of Horror pod, all one word, at symbol, gmail, dot, com. Also part of the word. Yes. Spell out dot, D-O-T. <laughs> you know, I found out dot com stands for comfortable. <laughs> That's an abbreviation of it. I'm just kidding. I... I was hoping that you were right, and I was waiting for an explanation. <laughs> I knew that you weren't right. Did I just give you lockjaw or something? I didn't know if I should tell you that you weren't right. That makes me massage my jaw. <laughs> I have really terrible TMJ, and it's flaring up today, guys. It flares up whenever I'm given false information. <laughs> it's a very specific uh, condition. So, this week we did Elizabeth Harvest. Mm-hmm. It was, in fact, Max's pick. It was. Uh, definitely some heavy subjects in this movie. 
Um, so be advised if you have a weak heart or a weak butt or something. <laughs> Loose lips or <laughs> sinking ships, mm-hmm. and hips or something. If your hips lie, probably shouldn't watch it. Mm, yeah. Oh my god. All right. So it was. A, what did you say? A 2018 movie? It was 2018, according to Google. So the to Google. Who's keeping track of tangents tonight? I will. Okay. okay. Starring. Who kicked their? It was me. All okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> My feet take up half the size of this room. All right. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're not wrong. They take up half the size of this room. They are half the size of this. They fill half the volume of the size of this room. All right. So I didn't have my my shit together. It was a 2018 movie. It's rated R. Just a heads up. R. That's the worst one. Violence and nudity and shit. Graphic nudity. Um, It was directed by Sebastian Gutierrez. And it was also written by him. (laughs) Somebody who just likes to do everything all by themselves. Oh, well, <laughs> did the sound design. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not talking about the Halloween. <laughs> John Carpenter. <laughs> I wish I could do a podcast by myself. Who's that guy that... Um, it's just a uh, <laughs> Does the... Uh, the movies where he he's the star and he writes oh, God, and directs. and Yeah, that's it. Who? Neil Breen. Don't. Listeners, Never. please, for the love of God, <laughs> Never heard of them. save yourselves, don't bother. I've it's... heard they're horrible, and by heard they're horrible, I mean, my brother talks about it a lot. I'm not, so. I'm still <laughs> not entirely sure if it's intentionally bad, and he's just that good at being awful, or if it's really serious, and that is somehow worse, maybe. I don't, I don't know. All <laughs> right. Who was in this thing? Well... We have the great <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> you making the decision after all that conflict to not grab your notes. <laughs> what if I'm what if, if we... I make any noise that isn't me talking about the podcast, I get yelled at by Kitty. <laughs> Max, stop breathing. <laughs> Max, stop blinking. <laughs> I okay, I get overstimulated. I have sensory issues and whenever I'm editing these. It's really difficult for me. You need to take one of those baths. That's like the sensory deprivation bath. <laughs> that might make things worse. It would make things so much better because then you have just time of like nothing. You're floating in nothingness. I would love to try that. But I also, since it's water, I might get scared that there were sharks in there. We talked about that before. So you we might should... steal the lid. That would I totally just... harsh my calm if I thought there was a shark in my submersion bath. Even if it was just a small one. <laughs> It's nibbling on me. It doesn't matter. It. Even a tiny one would not be welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a minnow shark. That's a thing. Um, we'll get you a music stand for your for your notes. Okay. I have one. Just bring it. I will. Oh, that's right. You play the violin sometimes. I think I'm going to get a different music stand for the violin. So one that has like a rack on it for the violin. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you were going to get a different instrument than the violin. So you didn't need that music stand anymore. I don't know why I thought it was going there. I'm going to get a fiddle. I know. A fiddle and a violin are the same exact thing. There is no difference. <laughs> I think it depends on the region that you spawn from. That is exactly the difference. The only difference. Sometimes <laughs> a fiddle will have like a slightly more slanted 
I call it the strongman. <laughs> I think it's called the bridge, maybe. But it, it literally, it's like the piece of wood that holds the strings up. And he looks like a big, like, strong guy like that. Um, um, I beg to differ because I've been told and I believe that if a violin sings, a fiddle dances. <laughs> I think it's nice. I didn't Fuck have you. diarrhea until just now. <laughs> Last time he made a joke, you were leaving. And then we talked about something else. And you were like, and then I started vomiting. Oh, you were talking about TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> you listened to TikTok for a month and then you started vomiting blood. <laughs> yeah. But all right. Uh, so who was in this? Who was in this? Oh, does it matter anymore? No. So who is on first base? In oh. this movie. <laughs> In Elizabeth Harvest. We are the Hounds of Horror talking about Elizabeth Harvest. Uh, we have... I know I say this a lot, but I mean, she really is beautiful. Abby Lee Kershaw. Mm. I first saw her in... Uh, she played Elizabeth in this movie. But I first saw her in Mad Max Fury Road, which was alright. And I thought she was kind of gross, just from like what the things her character said. <laughs> you know, she's like, oh, I bet he likes schlanger. And I'm like, ew, she's gross. That's gross. <laughs> but then I saw her in this movie, and she's wonderful. So I think I would prefer the Mad Max version of her, but I won't watch the Mad Max movies. Why not? Because I have trauma. Um, yeah, she looks like she could kick my ass, and that's kind of my thing. So yeah, I prefer that, too. I don't think that she... Oh, you mean in Mad Max? Yes. Not in this movie. No. In this movie, it looks like I might sneeze near her, and she might just die. <laughs> she looks... <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, so we have the great Abby Lee Kershaw. Uh, and playing Henry, we have Kieran Hines. That's what I want to say. I believe it's Kieran. Yeah. Oh. Kieran. Uh, Max, can I make a request of you? Yeah. When you start reading these, these actors off, can you start every single one by telling us whether it does or does not have Javier Botet in it? Sure. I think I'd appreciate that. This does not have Javier Botet. I, every time, I think I'd appreciate that. <laughs> He's not in every horror movie, so... Exactly. Uh, I like how one of your notes just says, duh. Duh! It's <laughs> <laughs> a very important note. <laughs> so, we do have Kieran Hines playing Henry. Uh, he was also Aberforth Dumbledore in mm. Harry Potter. Not Albus. Because I guess that distinction matters. They're two different people. Some of us have never seen those movies and don't care to, so. And there's some insinuation that he has a relationship with a goat. It's a little weird. Hmm. Like some kind of heavy insinuation. Aberforth or Dumbledore? Aberforth. His Patronus is a goat. Is that not the same person? No. No. <laughs> His name is Aberforth Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, but he's not the Dumbledore. <laughs> Abelforth, Crombie, and you said, was that Max or was that Cauldron? I'd be like, but uh, isn't that just me? Or <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't get to just be called Dumbledore. We have Carla Gugino, I think. I don't know, but I know I will watch her in literally anything. She's she's um, quite lovely and um, very talented. Also, um, I should have said that one first because that makes me sound like less of a pig. Uh, I mean, she's talented and lovely. It does. Um, it does. It really does make a difference. But you know, in this movie, we don't get to see whatever. Doesn't even matter. I I would argue that you get to see more of her than in most movies and shows. I mean, in. some saucy bits, but she got I, a cute. Not tish. the ones I wanted. Yeah, she does have a cute touch. 
profile <laughs> when she gets out of the pool. Was very, very nice. Uh, yes. But I, I certainly also... would not be upset to find her in my house somewhere like that. Um, <laughs> just, just unless she was <laughs> Unless she was acting like she did in Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> uh, that, mm-hmm. It's a little weird. But uh, uh, while well, she was also in the Haunting of Hill House, she was the mom, my, whose name I don't remember now. Um, uh, Doreen. Doreen? D- Doris. Doris. No. D- I don't know. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> it started with an S. But she plays Claire in this movie. Um, I really liked her character in this movie, which I guess we'll get to. Um, I just think she's a very engaging actress. She is lovely, beautiful, absolutely, but just her performance is always really engaging, and that's one of the things I like the most about her. It was really subtle. Mm-hmm. She was also the storyteller in Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, yeah, she was. You know what? She- all right. I don't. I don't know if I can picture her with blonde hair, but I could definitely see her as another actress that could have played Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Um, and she was also in Watchmen, which I had forgotten as Mrs. Jupiter. Mm. She's beautiful Jupiter. in that role. Well, well, she's pretty in anything she's in. But I mean, yes, I like the hair and stuff. Who's the one that um, Al Man had sex with? Oh, that was not her. No, uh, I don't. But Silk that was Spectre. her mom or her daughter, wasn't yes. it? Silk Spectre. I think Silk her Spectre. Name. And I don't remember the actress. And Miss Jupiter was her mom. I believe And so. she's the one that got involved with the comedian. Yes. Which produced Silk Spectre. Apparently. I think. And then Silk Spectre got it's involved implied. with um, Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> What's his face was in that? That'd be a fun Not Javier Bardem, the one that kind of looks like him. Oh, well, uh, the dad from Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like, yeah, yeah. He was the comedian. And we also have Matthew Beard as Oliver. And the only thing I could find that I thought was remotely interesting was that he played P in Johnny English 3. Johnny English With Mr. Three. Bean. Johnny English 3, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> he has very specific features. He does. Some of the other <laughs> movies were very... Um, I don't know what the word is. Oh, wasn't he in... Um, like on a warm summer's day, I was courting Miss Abigail. Something. That's what they made me think of. Wasn't he in the one with Benedict Cumberbatch? He was. But I don't remember the name of that movie now. The... Doctor Strange Love. Doctor so Strange Love. It, no. <laughs> it takes place in like the 40s. War Star Horse. Trek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> I just saw it on Google. I'm not, I don't want to look it back up. It's fine. It's the Hobbit. Fine. No. <laughs> no. Wait. Was he in that? He was Smaug. <laughs> he was Smaug. Um, in the sense that he was the voice and also did the mocap for it, which is probably a lot of fun for him. Did a mocap for a dragon? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I just imagine him doing this. <laughs> he had like a thousand little dots on his face so that they could use that to somehow warp it out of shape and make it look like a dragon. I don't know. It seemed way too complicated. Why would you mocap for a dragon? Because at that point, Peter Jackson was drunk on power and was like, <laughs> can we do this? And they'd be like, that sounds groundbreaking. And he'd be like, do it. Or they'd be like, mm, that's a waste. Do it. Mr. Jackson, people can't, people can't interpret movies when you play them at 120 frames per second. Do it. <laughs> Where's but, the peaches I asked for? You can't just put Orlando like Bloom shit. in every movie. Do it. <laughs> um, oh god. So those there's other actors. Actually, it listed a ton oh, of actors. It uh it had discount Steve Buscemi. Discount Do you mean the detective? Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't get that. 
Like I wasn't even half as bad looking as Steve Buscemi. Oh my god. <laughs> no, he's just counting the sense that he's not as good of an actor. Mm. Also, <laughs> you are just being really offensive tonight to everyone. <laughs> Who, me or her? Her. Okay, good. I mean, I, yeah, it's not me for once. <laughs> But I worked with somebody who looked like Steve Buscemi, and I felt so bad for them. Okay, now you're. I'm like, man, I gotta tell you this, but I can never tell you who I think you look like because you'll be so upset. You look like an actor. Oh, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you say so. Oh God. I mean, between Steve Buscemi or Gilbert Gottfried. Oh, I was going to say... Steve Buscemi with Gilbert Gottfried's voice. (laughs) (laughs) That would be wonderful. (laughs) Have Steve Buscemi and William Dafoe ever been in a movie together? Because I'd like to see that movie. Like a buddy cop movie. Can three of them be in one? (laughs) Where, um... They all play the loose cannon detective. Trying or to Gilbert Godfrey I'm t- Steve Buscemi <laughs> or Gil- Gilbert Godfrey plays like the, the captain and he's the one giving orders to, to Willem Dafoe <laughs> Steve Buscemi oh this sounds amazing oh somebody write this movie. we need to have Christopher Walken in it too you can't, oh my god yeah you couldn't have those guys without him oh man although I guess that's been the case in the entire history of cinema as I know it so <laughs> And Danny I've never seen there. these people together in a movie. And Danny DeVito. <laughs> He's the only reason I kept watching from Philadelphia with love or whatever that show was. <laughs> it's, always it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I like yours more, though. <laughs> it's just cream cheese. So, <laughs> so, it starts out with Elizabeth and Henry. Henry's driving a car, a nice car. And Elizabeth doesn't have real eyelashes. <laughs> she doesn't? Okay. I don't... They might be real. They look like they're plastic. <laughs> they're very zoomed in on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, they're up close to her eyes, but... Uh, um, I she's... I would meet a man. Yeah. And... I would take his breath away, and he would take me away from all this terribleness. Yeah. And at first, in the first part of the movie, I thought maybe she was like a, just like a downtown stripper that he married because he thought her charming that's that's the vibe i got like yeah, from what she was saying like and that. when she looks at the clothes and but it she's like, not what happened after pretty woman <laughs> oh, God. I got or the, magic mike i got the impression that she was drugged or in some other way had a diminished mental capacity from outside factors because the way that he was treating her the way that he was talking to her the way that she was responding it just seemed a little off yeah, it like she looked like she was either drunk or drugged or. But I mean, I think there's a reason for that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but they drive up this long winding drive to uh, an awesome freaking mansion. That's like my yeah. dream house. Yeah, it's made out of concrete, but it's still comfortable and and well designed, and it's got giant ass windows. It does, but there's nobody for miles, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and she's wearing a wedding dress, and he, he's looking very dapper for his age, I think. That wedding dress is beautiful. It, well, it's it was, gorgeous. It's beautiful on her. Um, 
have to get through the rest of this podcast without it sounding like a marriage proposal to Abby Lee Kershaw. You could just get it out of the way now. Well, will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You are beautiful. But anyway, uh, (laughs) Henry uh, picks her up and takes her over the threshold. And he's like, this is an old Roman custom of kidnapping women. And... Yeah, he, he makes kidnapping sound charming. <laughs> he so does. So charming. He can make almost anything sound charming <laughs> with his, his slight <laughs> his slight British lilt. I imagine him pulling the knife out and being like, this is an old Roman tradition about carving the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so charming. Um, and he's... I guess they have dinner first, don't they? They do. Mm, sure. And yeah. I, I, my next note is that I would like to have at least one meal like that, where they just bring a ridiculous amount of food, but you eat a couple of bites here and there. You eat a grape, and then you're, I'm, I'm done. Yes. <laughs> pat your face with your tissue, or your, uh, your napkin. I feel like there was a lot of that man in the iron mask. You know, like they bring you seven courses, and you just take a little bit from each one that you want, and <laughs> the rest gets fed to the dogs, I guess. Um, <laughs> Whatever you said... <laughs> reason man in the iron mask did you think mask <laughs> no i okay. thought the mask of zorro okay no also wrong <laughs> but not quite as wrong <laughs> yep like i heard the title but that was the movie that it belonged to. <laughs> <laughs> no that's a different uh thing but uh <laughs> yeah, it's like a 700 fucking page book oh my god i read the whole thing too uh <laughs> And so I guess they have their their wedding night, mm-hmm. and then the next day, um, is there something you want to add about that? No, she she seems even here like she's not into the wedding night part of it. Um, Didn't he also give her a tour of the house the first night? I believe that may because <sighs> I think that's the then... next day because he shows her the clothes and she's like, "Can I stay here?" And he's like, "No, no, come along." Oh, yeah, and they were supposed to walk by the lake or whatever. Yeah, well. Um. Wow, this is rare for us not to remember a timeline. <laughs> <laughs> this movie also doesn't make it easy. But then the easiest ones we ever had, we couldn't do. So. No, Sweetheart was like 90 minutes, and it was really straightforward, and we fucked that all It's the most linear movie we ever saw, and we couldn't manage it. Shark attacks, leaves, shark comes back, gets murdered. And we couldn't even get that right. <laughs> Spoilers, just in case you haven't seen or heard Sweetheart yet. <laughs> Also, Brad is not buried. <laughs> oh, oh, that, oh, shit. We'll have to cut it anyway. We should write a book called Brad is not dead or Brad is not buried. <laughs> Brad uh, is dead and not buried. <laughs> somebody shows up on that island after all this and finds all the shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and then the next day um, he shows her like a closet full of what presumably are actually her clothes and takes her on the house. There's like a lap pool. And uh, what else does he show her? There's a nice piano. The winery. The, the, the winery. The winery. The wines. <laughs> hey, I don't think he has a full winery. That's a little extreme. He does have a rather impressive wine cellar, though. Maybe it's attached to a winery run by elves. I think you would call that a vintner. A, and A vintner? A vintner. A vintner. Oh, okay, right. They make vintages. A doy. No. <laughs> attached to a vineyard? <laughs> Traditionally, yes, but um, <laughs> but uh, Claire is like lurking in the shadows. Claire is such a lurker and like <laughs> skulking. <laughs> if 
if she were a D class she would be one of the skulkers <laughs> yeah she made me so yeah so i guess you do meet um, when they first come to the house you have claire and oliver, oliver who i are you presume are his servants and oliver is like trimming flowers and stuff and uh knows what her f- favorite flowers are and well who would i guess that and for some reason he's in charge of the flowers even though he can't see them and I I <laughs> is this like- an orchid? i think it's an orchid <laughs> <laughs> it kind of kind of feels like an orchid <laughs> but see if that were me he'd be like do you like the orchids and look down on their roses and be like yeah they're beautiful <laughs> <laughs> they're just stems <laughs> <laughs> some grass that he found wilted lilies <laughs> Um, I really, really like that actor in this role a, a lot. He reminded me kind of of um, like some of the elves you might have seen in Lord of the Rings. Just the way that he acted, the way that he talked, the the kind of very straight, very regal kind of presence he had. I really, really like that actor in this role a lot. M- me too. Okay. <laughs> so whenever they're walking down near the wine cellar, um, what's her name? Elizabeth. Oh my God! It's in the title. <laughs> Blank Harvest. <laughs> Jessica. That's what it is. Samantha. <laughs> Samantha Harvest. So, <laughs> uh, come over here and look in this room now. We do have a detective. <laughs> Where's your pretty wrong wife? Whenever you guys are expecting me to do it, I can't do it. <laughs> I panic and I'm like, her. Yeah, there was a ton of other actors in this movie too, but I don't. I only remember seeing four. So <laughs> they they probably were actors that they had like in the. I don't. <laughs> to make like doors do stuff and Kitty's doing the like a very lazy version of the YMCA right now. And I don't know what's happening. Uh, Never mind. It doesn't matter. It's like she got bored halfway through and just kind of flopped her arms a little bit. What can you describe it just so we understand what's going on? Okay, it'll be a mystery forever. Why? I'll forget it. As they're walking near the wine cellar, they walk past a door, and Henry is it the door? The door. And Henry asks her to promise him that she won't go in there. All, all the jewels and paintings and clothes and stuff in the house are all hers. But this one room, she can't go in. She makes him an unbreakable promise, but then again, it isn't. <laughs> and I, this is where I wrote, don't press the button. <laughs> and, okay. That's so, what somebody, it's like. That is, yeah, the most <laughs> basic of human, and uh, uh, bio, not biology. Psychology, where you say, don't do this thing, and give them enough time, and eventually they'll do that goddamn thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> why? He's like, he specifically says, this keypad only has your biometrics and my biometrics. There are two thumbprints. And, but don't go in here. Like, why wouldn't he just program it so that it was just him and have done with it? Well, we can answer that later. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's put a pin in that, but I think that we There's have, a reason for that. I think there's a good <clears throat> Alright. So then it's either that night that they have their coitus, or it's the night after, I forget. But they she wakes up the next day and he says that he's gotta go to work. It's he's apologizes, but it'll only be for the day. On a honeymoon. And then he starts <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pull a max. Only for the day, love. <laughs> As he's putting on his petticoat and top hat. 
Getting his chimney swept. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but he leaves, and then Elizabeth just has the day to herself, I guess. She goes swimming and meanders sees Claire lurking. <laughs> I think that's the day she asked for a chocolate milkshake, and Claire it is, yes. gets sort of weird about it. And she's like, is that okay? She's like, yeah, I think that's a great choice. Presumably it's... Yeah, we'll get into that. If, if we still want this to be a surprise. Spoilers, by the way. I don't think we said that. If you haven't watched Elizabeth Harvest yet and you would like to see it without it being spoiled for you first, you should go watch that before listening to this podcast. Did you watch it? Awesome. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, she's, she's just going around the house trying on clues, looking at the art, going through the wine cellar, doing all this kinds of stuff, and gets bored very quickly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily that she gets bored so much as that her curiosity is more more important and more of a, a, a factor than her uh, interest in any other area of the house. I, I kind of got the impression she was bored. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was that she was like curiosity killed the cat and all that but like maybe Maybe it was both maybe it was both it was both i'm bored i'll go check out that room i'm not supposed to check out but she she doesn't make it very long it's like 24 hours and she's i don't think it was that long (laughs) yeah i think it was like six well from the time that she arrived at the house oh like she's been in the house for 24 hours and him being gone i think it was like oh yeah 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 but to be fair, so they walk by all these beautiful doors and, and amazing architecture and this stunning house that has spared no expense. Every every <laughs> modern convenience and then some totally out there conveniences that are not modern at all. And it's amazing. And then they go to this door that looks nothing like the rest of the house. And it's totally weird and really, really intriguing because it's opaque white and it has like uh, bright white lights behind it and it's glowing and it looks like something from the future and it looks like a door that you want to know what's behind it <laughs> and i think that's by design <laughs> oh it was also during this day too that um before she goes to the door uh that she asks claire like isn't he he's really smart and so brilliant and why would he want someone simple like me and claire goes I don't know. And turns around and walks up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, so this man is a, a very successful um, doctor. Day trainer. Scientist. Day trainer. Yeah. He's a doctor yeah. day trainer. He's got Nobel Prizes and you know, he's day absolutely brilliant. He's a billionaire. So I guess that explains the house. Dr. Day Trader sounds like the lamest superhero of all time. <laughs> Dr. Day Trader. <laughs> Dr. Day Trader. <laughs> it's Mika. With his, yeah. <laughs> his sidekick. <laughs> Uh, short sale. I was gonna say short stock. <laughs> Good, you're here, short stock kid. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. <laughs> All right, that doesn't help me in this burning car, but oh, yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Oh god, there's sharks coming. Dow's up three points. Away. <laughs> I don't know what would be worse: having short stock, short stock kid jump out and tell you sell, 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 or see street sharks <laughs> swimming through the asphalt. <laughs> to save you. Sorry, throwback. Um, yes, so extremely uh, ill-conceived door that is supposed to not make you excited to see what's behind it that fails at that completely. Yes. So, middle of the night, she decides, I'm going to go look behind that door I'm not supposed to look behind. And... <laughs> she hides it by wanting to go and get a drink, which she does. 
And then on her way back, just casually, oh, oh, I went oh the, the wrong stairs. <laughs> and she goes in and she starts kind of like tracing her fingers along. And they look like morgue doors. They do. Kind of. Yeah. But like, way more high tech. Yeah. And there's there's DNA swirling on them and temperature that's around body temperature and all of these clues that there's something not quite right going on in there. Mm. Well, she goes to the first occupied tube and presses a button and it slides out with like, like a-, a sliding thing. Not like a shark. <laughs> it's all like, Poosh. yeah. It has the the um, obligatory hissing vapors that surround it. Yes, yes, because it's being cooled with dry ice, apparently. <laughs> and what is inside the tube? But Neo. <laughs> That's a, what I thought of immediately when I opened. I was like, oh, we're in the Matrix now. Okay, we're watching the Matrix Four. Yeah, I wasn't sure it was going to happen. I thought that like she was gonna have some kind of weird mental episode and that's what it was going to be like this was her plugged into some kind of reality or something <laughs> and i added morpheus shows going. up with a red and blue pill and <laughs> i didn't necessarily Did you like day quill or night quill <laughs> are you a day trader or a night trader <laughs> i don't know that i expected it to be her but it was uh yeah i, I don't remember what i expected i but this is when i realized she wasn't a stripper this is when the movie took a turn for me. Oh, when she's standing, whenever she first opens the door, there's like a light shining behind. Oh, no, that's not yet. That's not yet. Okay. Let's keep going. I don't remember what I thought. I expected that it was. So the idea that I had, and I try not to do this as much as I can, but mm-hmm. I, I can never help it. The idea that I had, judging from the title and judging from the way the movie was set up and, and this room that she's in now, I thought that she was one of many women that was cloned and they were going to harvest their organs and for whatever reason this sick man was doing this and wanted to have a relationship with them first just because it was something he wanted to do and was like the a multi- kidneys work better if they're in a body with a relationship <laughs> well i mean if you're a fucked up asshole then you're just harvesting these organs then why not get your jollies with these women and make them think that they're in love with you or that they have some kind of attachment to you because you're a fucking awful human being i I don't know i didn't know what that was my general idea and then when it opened i didn't get a good enough look at the the girl in the tube um to see that it was her i thought it was another woman and it wasn't until later that i put it together that it was actually her it's all in the bosoms uh sure maybe (laughs) there's a lot of water and i wasn't really it's not water it's Synovial Sloshy blue. glorp. Yeah, I don't know. It's human soup. <laughs> Ew. That is, that is bath water. <laughs> so she... Yeah, she freaks, freaks the out hell out. And starts running away. And she knocks into a tray of tools and bottles and stuff. Why is there always a perfectly polished stainless steel tray of beautiful tools left out to clang and jingle in these clean rooms... Why would you not have that shit sealed up so that it's sterile and safe and ready, you know, in its spot whenever you want to use it? I think he left it there on purpose. I, he probably did, but it's every single movie and every single show where someone's trying to sneak around a morgue. It always happens. And does she hit it with her hand and it breaks the bottle that's sitting on she top of it? She cuts her finger on the bottle. 
But yeah. like, does she break it with her hand? She no, it's movie glass. So she it she knocks the tray and like the glass like falls over onto the railing of the tray and it like oh because they make it out of what sugar or something. Yeah. Okay. I think she might. It's in, implied. I think she tries to stand the bottle back up. She does. And then it, I think that's when it's even though it's broken. Her. Even though it's broken, <laughs> he won't notice. <laughs> There's glass in my <laughs> iodine. That's uh, odd. And I didn't order iodine with glass in it. Oh, well. <laughs> she runs back upstairs and crawls into bed and I guess eventually falls asleep. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I, I Oh, she tries to I get either. out and the door is locked. Yep. Yeah. And she then then she runs upstairs and, and eventually falls asleep. I wouldn't be able to do it. I no. really wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, so he gets home and um how was your trip did work things how was your time at home did home things yeah basically i didn't look in any rooms i wasn't supposed to yep I, specific. i've given claire and and oliver the day off <laughs> okay. let's spend the rest of the day in bed i think something else happens before that she starts acting weird and that's why he gives them the day off because i think claire tries to say something to her well, he does. I swear he had a conversation with Claire where he was like, you know, this makes it harder after. when you stand here staring at uh, them meaningfully. That is after. Uh, that's after. But there's something. I swear something happens because I think Claire and Oliver are there that morning because he asks her uh, something like, are you not hungry or something? And she says, like, she doesn't have an appetite or whatever. Um, I swear that they're there that morning. And that's why he gives them the day off because she's acting weird. And I think that Claire is sort of acting like she wants to have a conversation with her. I don't, I don't, again, I don't Claire. remember. But he does give them the rest of the day off and they spend the day together. Yeah. And they both act like nothing is wrong for most of the day. <laughs> At one point they're in bed and he says something really fucking creepy to her. Oh, the only measure of an action is the consequence. And that's yeah. really, f- again, like that's oddly specific. Like. <laughs> It's just fucking weird. Before that, he told her that she had a corrupting quality about her, mm-hmm. which I think is a weird thing to say. He's just he a just weird says weird guy that says does. weird shit, but because he's smart and has an accent, you're like, oh, that's really deep. <laughs> I didn't think so. Like, I didn't think, oh, that's really deep. I thought, why does this guy look like an aged Ken doll and <laughs> like he's had too much Botox? I mean... Well, it's not long after this we realize the depth of his madness <laughs> and his depravity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think it's shortly after he makes the consequence comment that he, like, starts chasing her. Well, she gets up in the night oh. to go do something, I don't know, to try and leave, maybe. But then he comes out into the hallway, and you just see them silhouetted at the top of the stairs in the light. And, and he's when- like... But I forget what he says, but he's like, you looked. You don't deserve this, but you have to be punished. Yeah. And she runs, and then as he turns, you see there is a gigantic freaking machete in his hand. Whenever- I do believe that it is a bolo machete. Maybe. It's got a bulbous end. It does have a bulbous end. <laughs> but I believe when- that she actually follows him, because he gets up first, and they pan over to her face, and then her eyes open once he gets out of the door, and she goes to follow him. She watches where the elevator goes. Oh, that's right, and because was she was worried about hiding around the corner because <laughs> she's not the brightest. But yeah. We find out later why, and she has a perfectly valid reason for this. But he's literally just hiding around the corner, and she goes to go on the stairs, and he goes, "Elizabeth," <laughs> and she's all, "Ah, I wasn't doing anything wrong." 
But when you, when yeah. you see her outline, she like, and th- you made the comment earlier about how like if you breathed on her too heavily, she would break in half. Or that, you, that you said me, that, whichever. That's fine. I don't. I don't. I'm flattered. Who said it? Um, but <laughs> that comment was made, and. <laughs> Whenever you see her outline while she's wearing like the nightgown, mm-hmm. she looks like a skeleton. She's so thin. Like she's so thin. She is thin, but she's not that thin. I mean not like skeleton thin. I mean I knew somebody in high school who had like knobbly knees cuz she was so skinny. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I I thought she had kind of knobbly knees. <laughs> also, at one point they kind of pan over her legs for a while. And she looks like she's wearing nylons. Like her legs are so perfectly blemish free. Like there's nothing on them. And I'm like, do these girls who play these roles, who have these flawless legs, did they never go outside as children? My legs are covered in scars from falling <laughs> down, riding my bicycle. Oops. So I'm going to tell you something that's going to blow your mind. Um,. There are actors and actresses who actually have tattoos and we see them naked and those tattoos aren't visible because there's this thing called makeup when they go into these trailers. Did they really put makeup? Anyway, but the point is that they can. Do you think they really put makeup on her legs for every scene? Yeah, if that's what they if that's what they're going for, that she was because the idea is that she is grown in a tube that she's never had any outside contact she's never had any blemishes or scars i don't know if abby lee kershaw has tattoos in real life but you would have to cover those up you would because if someone makes a clone of you that clone's not going to have your tattoos presumably um but yeah i mean the idea because she says at one point um claire is being crass and this is a little later on but she's being crass and, and angry and offensive because she's mad um but she says uh because you wanted to fuck young flesh that never grows old. And the idea is that he, he basically does. Like, he just keeps waking them up and they're more or less never aging. And they're always young flesh that's never been cut. It's never been bruised. Well, I mean, presumably maybe bruised, but they're doing almost nothing outside of those tubes. I guess. Okay. I've got that out of the way. Thank God. Next time you have some kind of a point, I'm just going to make you feel like <laughs> shit about it. Um, well, they do like the Mike Myers thing. He chases her around the mansion with the machete. It does feel like a very 1980s. Like, it's flashing red. They're doing weird camera angles. They're stretching her out. Like, it's they're doing the most whenever <laughs> it comes to this. Uh, yeah. And she took a pretty good job of hiding and running. She's I told, not doing a good job of being quiet. No. I told Vic that <laughs> I would <laughs> I would take my clothes off. Because whenever you're running in clothes, it makes it... I always take my clothes off to run. <laughs> I mean, the sound of my thighs slapping together. Probably <laughs> let everyone know where I am. Her thighs didn't touch. It would have been fine. <laughs> or the sound of my giant feet running across the floor. Probably would let people know where I was. Uh... uh. <laughs> Yeah, I guess he does end up catching her. I guess he does. She hides <laughs> in the wine cellar. She's behind, very quiet there. She yeah, she hides in the under wine the cellar, cabernet. No. Yeah, behind one of the like, it's it's like a little tray that has cabernet. that has stuff. I don't know. And then she gets up to go upstairs, and oh no, he's under the stairs. And he just reaches up, grabs her leg, and boop. Yeah, <laughs> and she falls, and then he hacks her to death with a machete. Uh huh. 
But that's like, okay. He's wow, got another one. <laughs> that was a really short movie. If you've ever seen Venture Brothers, it's kind of like that. <laughs> I kind of wished the movie But less there. scary. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> 32 minutes left in the movie, and I was like, oh my god, we have to do this for another 32 minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, Claire and Oliver come back the next day, and <laughs> he says something totally nonchalant to them about it and they just go out to start digging the grave so was there a murder last night (laughs) you know that there was (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this is more so where it takes a weird turn because claire and oliver knew this was gonna happen they weren't shooken up about it at all they were just like (laughs) they weren't shooken up at all while they were helping dig the grave (laughs) but he was doing most of it because claire's like that's deep enough that's deep it Henry, that's deep Henry, enough. that hole is deep enough, sir. <laughs> she doesn't actually sound like that. No. <laughs> and she's very lovely to listen to. <laughs> and he goes, Oliver, help me with this body here. Now he's a detective. Yes. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they and very unceremoniously just flop her into it. There's blood splatter on the inside of the plastic. Did they... Give her CPR after I, they put her in there? Well, I think when you move somebody, some of the more of their blood comes out. Yeah, I kind of just presume that they were, like, holding, carrying her up and downstairs and maybe turning her over once or twice. Okay. It know. looked like it had, her. it had squirted, though. Like, there were a bunch of droplets. And so I was just like... Had to prop her up and pretend that she was living whenever those people walked by. <laughs> <laughs> How's the honeymoon going? It's going great. <laughs> well, that sounds nice to you. Uh, so... Get her in the hole. I... There's a hole. There's a hole. (laughs) They bury her. And they go back inside and they're sitting and eating. And then they have... Oliver and Henry have that weird conversation about... They do. About about the velocity of eggs. Yes. Um, (laughs) Well, before that, Claire is like... Claire said, you said this was going to be the last one. And he's sitting there. He's like, well, I I disagree. You know. (laughs) She's clearly fucking insane he has gone off the deep end at some point (laughs) and later on in this movie is when you really see even more just how demented he is i i I wrote near somewhere he is a literal mad scientist (laughs) medical doctor or a a, a therapist he was a geneticist i was he i never got yes i never got that I got that he was like a psychologist or something he was a geneticist okay how else could he do this stuff I don't know. He was a brilliant. Plus, Claire calls him a geneticist. Well, she didn't say that <laughs> verbatim, but <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I he's guess... the one that harvested her DNA in the first place. Well, and okay. made six of them because I guess that's how much DNA he got. I don't know how that works. It, yeah, they said that there was enough for six genetic samples. I don't know where. I don't remember where they said he got the DNA from, but it doesn't matter. What matters is that I'd in like movie, to see them find it. <laughs> in, in movie language, when you're a genius, you can do whatever the fuck you want. So if you want to be a geneticist because you're a genius, you can be. So I I just, I I guess I wasn't paying enough attention, but I don't remember hearing them say specifically what his profession was, just that he was a brilliant man and that he was a doctor and that he was a billionaire and that was it. And I guess I blocked the rest. Of I it. would stake everything on the fact that he's a geneticist. I would stake a stake on that. Because mm-hmm. she mentions he did something, the one that made him his billions of dollars, he spliced some kind of gene sequence into something to make it more resistant or something. And that's how he made his billions. Oh, I think you're right. So that's whenever they have the, the, he makes the comment that, well, if you would stop 
lurking in the shadows <laughs> staring at them. And up and to that point, she didn't really. There wasn't a lot of She it. had once. Just one, one time, just time. And it was very creepy. And she just like kind of backed away into the shadows <laughs> staring at Elizabeth. Because it was when they were in the pool and he was like making out with her and she was just watching from the pool door. It, it was really creepy. It was weird. Claire also has... Some issues potentially. It Just seems a little bit. I kind of got the feeling. I mean, she's not nearly on the level as Doctor Kellinger, 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 Kellinger. I don't know. I don't Kel- remember. Kellner. I kind of got the feeling a couple of times that they were starting to insinuate that maybe Claire was in love with Elizabeth as well. I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> the the one thing that I felt was insinuated that actually wasn't insinuated was before that. More. <laughs> was before that um oliver is like he'll never love you you know or something along those lines and just makes yeah. some comment about how he knows that she's in love with and she says that Henry. she doesn't care i don't care But uh, <laughs> to go back to what Kitty was saying, I, I wanted to bring up the conversation about the eggs. It's the actually, one that you cut me off and I did. wouldn't let me finish talking about well, the conversation. Well, you can finish it now. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, they have a very intellectual conversation about the velocity of eggs. <laughs> and it's a very interesting conversation. And I guess it does have to do with what's happening in the house. But, you know, Oliver's like, you know, do eggs have their own velocity? You know, and... Being a man of science, uh, Henry shoots back, you know, like, why? Because they change form. Right. You know, like, I don't know. It was just a very intellectual conversation. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> it, it did feel very much like a mentor talking to his mentee. Mm-hmm. And is that the right His term? manatee. It's <laughs> his manatee. Uh, his mentee, I think is, I think it's, that's the right term. Something he was. Dr. Hugo Menzies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> why don't they say his, his last name? Huh? His protege? Uh, no, I think a protege is different. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The, the term that I was looking for. Listeners, if you know better than I do, which I hope that you would, God help you if you don't, uh, let me know if, if mentee is the right term. But anyway. It's it did... not. I'm positive it isn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's talking to them. He's talking to him. And it does kind of feel like that relationship. But um, I think he says something about... he Oliver says something. And then... Henry, I think he says something about, oh, the eggs again or something like that. Like, this is a conversation they've had before. <laughs> like, I feel like, this is something Oliver brings up constantly. <laughs> like, oh, the eggs again, right? <laughs> yes, uh, yes, they have velocity. So, the word mentee is not in most dictionaries, and some usage authorities decry it as an unnecessary and less elegant replacement to protege. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> but it is in the Hey, if you're going to change the world, you got to break a few eggs. <laughs> you're smarter than an idiot. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give you a medal. So. A Nobel Peace Prize. They flash forward. Why does have a bell? Because it's not <laughs> what it's about. <laughs> okay. You're going to have the Bell Peace Prize. That's what I'm going to get. It's you. the No Bell Peace Prize. There's no bell on it. So it'll have a Duh. With Bell Peace Prize. Nobody can hear you coming with your prize. <laughs> it'll just be a cowbell. The one for me. And it'll just say, With Bell Peace Prize. And <laughs> as you're walking around. So we flash forward to six weeks later. No, not yet. The detective comes. Yeah. yeah. He's like, 
did some shit happen? And he's like, no, I have a headache. He's like, oh, right on time or something like that. Or like he was almost too early or something. Some I don't know. Weekly bribe visit. <laughs> so anyway, it's getting hard. People Got are being some other guys. Yeah. Guys in the department being investigated for shit. And- Money for silence, please. This is actually what made me think he was a psychiatrist because I had no idea what the fuck was happening. And the detective comes in and sits down and they start having a conversation and it feels it like the detective is talking to a shrink. It does. But again, if you're super smart in a movie, you are all of these things. So it's basically like Hannibal Lecter. When everybody, when anybody talks to him about anything, he has something to say on the subject because he's, he's smart. He has in- smarty, smart. intelligent things to say on any subject. Right. It's like Pendergast. If you say anything to Pendergast, he'll have something to say and probably smarter than what you said. I don't think I'd like meeting him in real life. No, it would be awful. He'd make me feel stupid and like unclassy. You could be like, I'm really good at skeet shooting. He'd be like, hmm, I killed a rhino once. <laughs> you know, they painted taxi cabs yellow because something. He'd be like, oh, no, actually, it comes from Roman times. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yes. Pendergast is the absolute worst to have at any party. All right. Who's claiming that tangent? <laughs> Ooh. Sorry, Victor started it, I meant. Can we call it halfsies? Half of each of ours? All right, I'll All right. take half. Right. I'll take half. Oh my god. So, during that conversation, the detective asks him about his lovely new bride. He's like, oh, she's laying upstairs taking that. She hits and his chronic sleep. Chronic fatigue taking. syndrome. Okay. <laughs> Is what he tells everybody. <laughs> chronic naps a lot. <sighs> um. I don't know how much this detective knows about what's going on. Presumably, most of it. Uh, he, that character's not fleshed out much, but he's either... And really, we don't get to find out much more. He's either really willing <laughs> to take bribes, or really bad at his job, or both. So, they're arresting people for taking bribes. Things are getting dicey. <laughs> oh, and you have to testify against them? No, I just have to be there. <laughs> It's such a weird conversation. Is that why you came all the way up here to bitch? Well, and then Henry's (laughs) complaining about having a headache. And he's like, oh, oh, yeah, I get migraines. And I'm just going to, you know, hair the dog over here. Have some whiskey. Makes me feel (laughs) better. Whatever. And some scotch. It'll make you feel better. (laughs) And the detective's like, migraines, huh? Heard those are stress related. (laughs) Like. (laughs) It is weird. He's not a very good detective. <laughs> and his car is old as hell. And he's dressed up in like a sweater vest with like, I don't know, I've, any detective you ever see, they have at least like a tie yeah. on or something. It's like Elizabeth's <laughs> decapitated head could roll past him and be like, huh, that's something interesting. <laughs> anyway. Decapitation. I heard that happens from stress. It's going to happen to me one day. I'm just going to freak out about something. My head's just going to come off. Just gonna boop. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, no. Yep. But I'd also be willing to think I could be bought as well for a certain price, depending on what the thing was. Um, I mean, like he's killing clones that he made of his wife. Uh, that's might be able to be paid to look the other way from that, because what are you going to do about it? All right, what's what's your price on that? Like, give me just. I know it's hard to say for sure, but give me a ballpark figure. Let's say hundred yeah, million. Hundred million. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Because he's got billions, so what's a hundred million to him? Exactly, nothing. So, and then you come back for more a couple of weeks later because he spent it all. <laughs> <laughs> so people are being investigated. That hundred million, <laughs> not seeming like enough anymore. 
So just going to give you a little bit of advice. Again, don't take my advice. If you can be bought, you can very obviously and very quickly be replaced. And if you start asking for more than your original price that you're glad you got, don't push it. Especially if it's a lot and you're like, wow, this is a lot of money. Don't go back. Because historically, that doesn't go well for people who go back on a deal. Uh, Who try to blackmail for additional dollars. Yeah. That seldom works out great. Yeah. Yeah. Because if that person's awful enough that they're willing to the FBI is just sniffing around, just waiting for you to fuck up, and you will. (laughs) (laughs) All Uh. right. So the detective leaves without any information. (laughs) <laughs> and it didn't get anywhere. It was a pointless. It was visit. totally pointless for him to go up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long drive for nothing. So. <laughs> uh, Wasting my fucking time. Wasting my fucking time. So that's when they fast forward to six weeks later, right? I think it is. I believe so. And he's driving back to the illustrious mansion. And she's saying the same spiel about. Something about breathtaking and taking him and mints or something. <laughs> so <laughs> icebreaker mints. They go through the same thing all over again, except this time Claire doesn't leave in the evening. Like that's one of the things that they see that they watch during the day is, or at the end of the day is she sees Claire and Oliver walking down a trail to get out of the mansion property. Yeah, the first night she's standing there, she's like mostly or entirely naked looking out the window. And at that moment, that's when Claire decides to look back. And it's like, (laughs) I don't know. My guess is it's probably four or 500 yards. And Elizabeth thinks, oh, I better hide myself. (laughs) (laughs) She's not fucking Hawkeye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, but if it's getting dark out and their house is lit up, it is easier to see in a lit house. I don't know that it was. I would never hide my shame. If you were, what's her name again? Elizabeth. Well, oh, Abby Lee Kershaw. That's the one. <laughs> well, she frequently doesn't, so yeah. she's also a model, for those of you who didn't know. I didn't know. That's um, <laughs> me. Yeah, so, she's cool. <laughs> I just, I hate that. I hate that in movies. It's way too convenient. So you're saying that they've been walking for, I don't know, pick a number five minutes or so because she has to lead Oliver and that's Elizabeth chooses that minute to look out the window. And that's the minute that Claire chooses to look back. Where does Oliver live? <laughs> he doesn't live in the same cottage as Claire. I no He probably idea. has like a little pen. They keep him in. Well, he makes a comment later about, Oh yeah. The orphanage right over there. You grew up. In oh yeah. Right. That's what he says. So, which is not true. So, <sighs> so it's that night. They they go through the whole thing again, <laughs> except this time Claire stays later and she goes down. Uh, uh, Elizabeth goes down into the kitchen and she's talking to Claire, and Claire starts to kind of warn her a little bit, and then Henry's all like, "Wait, I'm here too," and waddles up <laughs> behind her. And <laughs> Claire, no what are you still doing anyone. here? <laughs> oh, I I forgot something in the house. <laughs> and he just goes, "Did you find it?" <laughs> she goes, "Yep," and totters off. Yeah. Did she make all of her walk home by herself? <laughs> <laughs> just feel the branches. You'll find your way. <laughs> He's out there in the orchid patch. <laughs> well, here's roses. So I must be on the left side of the house. <laughs> So I just wanted to make a quick note that he, I thought that 
somewhere in his scientist brain, because I'll admit this is awful, but I've sometimes wondered if you could clone someone and make two copies from from birth and raise them almost identically, but change very small, subtle things to see what would happen. It would be a fascinating study if you could somehow get actors that were exactly the same and, and raise them exactly the same way. Like, it would be really fascinating to see what, what role nature versus nurture really plays. So I kind of thought that's what was going on here, that he was changing subtle things every night. But the next night, it doesn't seem like a script he uses when he's talking to her about the door. It's It's very different than what he says the first night. And she says something about how they should always be honest with each other the first night. I believe a husband and wife should be honest with each other. I agree. So don't go in there. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so I'm going to keep this major secret from you. Yeah. It's like he turns it back around on her. And he's like, I agree. So be honest with me when I say. I mean, he's completely insane. So. <laughs> but the next night it's different. and, and that's He's like I, Joker level insane. <laughs> yeah. Without the laugh. But yeah. He's but with the intelligence and with the depravity. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I just I I was wondering where this was going and what level of insanity and intelligence and actual scientific research he was trying to do. I don't know. So just, just one thing I wanted to mention. He both nights tells her you didn't obey me, but it wasn't that he like. And maybe I'm splitting hairs, but he didn't tell her not to go in there. He asked her to promise not to go in there. So to me, that's not a disobeying. That's a breaking a promise. You are buying Ouija boards. I was going to say. Okay? If you're doing that, <laughs> you're buying Ouija boards. Do I need to explain that more? Because I don't know if I can. <laughs> I I'm won't buy very a, confused. I, when, Micah, when Micah says, I didn't buy it. <laughs> when this... I promise because she promised not to go in there doesn't mean she can't. That's buying a Ouija board. <laughs> he only asked her to promise she wouldn't go in, not that she wouldn't okay, go in. <laughs> my issue is not like yes, she technically did something that he didn't want her to do, but it wasn't disobeying. It was breaking a promise, and I feel like his verbiage was weird. I don't know. I don't. That's. I don't know where your mind's at on that. I, I think the intention's pretty clear, but whatever. He didn't say don't go in there. He said, promise me. And then she did promise him. Um, it's implied. I'm pretty sure he says it's off limits, <laughs> which implies that you don't go there because it's not within your limits. I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it's the elephant graveyard. <laughs> uh, what is that from? Lion King. We're back oh, at the Lion right, King. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she goes in there. Same thing happens. Only this time. She doesn't break a bottle. She doesn't. She just opens a tube. <laughs> and goes, hello. And yeah. runs away. <laughs> and then the other Elizabeth is gets out in the most uncomfortable way possible. And I really thought that she was going to pull an impossibly long tube out of her esophagus. Ugh. But instead, it's just... Ugh. It's basically just a... a barf tube. No. It's, uh, it's just it's a... It's a snorkel. That's yeah. what I would call it. I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> because they... they it's a very a stereotypical movie trick where they, they pan over to the side so that you can't see that the tube is just taped to the side of her body to make it look like she's pulling it out of her mouth. But it's just it's just next to her. But this part, I never seem to remember that well. But this is when that Elizabeth gets up and yeah. goes yes. wandering around the house because she pulls that out of her mouth. That's like she sits up nude and she like like pops that thing out of her mouth, her respirator. And then she gets out and just starts creepily walking through the house. And I guess just disappears and for 16 pulls hours down the Claire other style. The other elizabeth's pants a little bit yeah for some reason i'm not i guess if i saw a clone of me i'd be like do we have the same deck maybe <laughs> i'm not sure what. let me see your butt <laughs> there's probably layers. is that what my butt looks like <laughs> oh my god uh i mean technically i think if if you had the opportunity to 
diddle yourself, it would still be masturbation. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. I've thought about this, too, if I had clones <laughs> of myself. <laughs> so, me too. Because uh, we'd be thinking the same thing. <laughs> presumably. But my point is, like, I mean, I, I, there is no point. I wasn't trying to make a point. I was. My point is, I have no point. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a point. I'm just trying to drone on. <laughs> Pert Hadley style. My point about it is this, and that is that I have no point. No, I, I don't understand what that was. I guess there was layers to that. Maybe we're supposed to infer something. Maybe it was just supposed to be weird. It's like a layer cake with clone cake and, uh, and dementia icing. And, and without Daniel Craig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So he comes home. He sends Oliver and Claire home for the day and to have their okay. day of bed making or well, bed I mean uh, love making in bed, I think. Wouldn't that be a terrible mis- <laughs> mistranslation? <laughs> oh, you thought we were going to be No, I I mean let, let's make a bed. Come on. So I could never be a cleaner at a hotel because I'd have to make beds. <laughs> I feel like the 50th one I'd be like fuck this. It Sucks. <laughs> I think I try to fold a fitted sheet one time and then I'd burn it. And then I just leave. Luckily, that's the laundry's department, not the people who are, are taking care of it. You just get to shove the old sheets into a plastic bag. Folding fitted sheets sounds like hell to me. So yeah. working in a laundry department would be my hell. Yep. So anyway, what's-his-face comes back and sends them home and they do all the stuff all over again and then she goes into the bathroom she's like i just I just need a minute she turns on the water and he tries to come in and she's like splish splish in my face i'm just splishing my face just a moment of privacy and, please yeah <laughs> and he tries to come in and she slams the door on him and, and pushes his way in anyway and wets a towel and tries to strangle her with it i don't it. understand the wetting part makes the cloth more dense you could still choke somebody without it though it's easier with it wet though i guess but and i kind of an old botox you see that doll jackie chan movie with him and um the oh, blonde guy yeah in the western thing uh-huh. shanghai noon or something they pee on the thing to break the bars because that makes the cloth more dense stronger supposedly yes i i because he's fucking insane i assume that he was gonna wet the cloth and then like shove it in her mouth and basically like waterboard her like bishop the android style basically yeah with good, a magazine good reference <laughs> <laughs> and then she gives him a bop across the bonds and he flips out <laughs> um and uh chasing ensues and then he has this actually really cool idea he wets a, a towel with chloroform and sets it on the piano and he goes over and he starts playing it and then he stops it for a second and then he plays a recording of him having played the piano before. Uh, No, I'm pretty sure he just plays the same song. The same four chords over and over again? No. He plays the first four chords of that song and then starts the song so that she thinks he's playing. Yeah, it's a recording of him having played the piano before. But he gives her this little spiel about how she's going to come to him. She can't refuse. It was on a recording device. Oh, I thought that he played a record of the song. I thought it was on a recording device. I don't know. Anyway, so she's hiding in the kitchen and then she's all like... (gasps) She's got her knives. (gasps) She does get some knives. (laughs) 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 She, She gets up and she's like, okay, he's playing piano so I can leave. And she runs to the door. Or she tries to run to the door, and he's all like, well, hi, I'm right behind you, bitch. <laughs> and 
He starts. It's not chloroform. It's something like it, though. Ether. Um, it had. I looked it up. It's got. It starts with an L. But it's the same thing, pretty yeah. much. But he starts smothering her with the cloth, and she's about to pass out, and then <gasps> drives her other steak knife right into his back meat. She into drops the big n- one. Nape of his neck. Yeah, like it's uh, it's, uh, it's not. Well, I don't care. So I was because she she pulls the knife back out again, and I was trying to look at where the actual hole was. He pulled the knife out. Did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Because he's a doctor, he would know that that's the best way to do it. <laughs> Just like Brad with the coral. You got to yank that out of there. Right out of there. <laughs> certainly shouldn't keep it in there and wait, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but he, so he pulls the knife out and I was trying to look and it looked like it was more like in his shoulder blade, which I don't. It was in the center. It was in his back, but it was like right here. I guess. I just don't, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I just didn't think that that would be a fatal. And it wasn't a. It was like a three-inch knife. It wasn't massive. It was like a six-inch steak knife. She dropped the big one. It's the smaller one she's holding in her right hand. <sighs> we'll watch it again. It's like this long. It's pretty long. Even if it's not... Like, they both came from a carving set. They weren't just, like, of your typical... There's the biggest one, and she grabs the second biggest and the smallest. And then she drops the, the biggest that's in her left hand, and then she has the smallest in her right. Anyway, I was just looking at knife sizes. I'm pretty sure she had the two bigger ones. Oh, okay, that but, makes sense. That's what I'd go for. But she uh, lays there next to him long enough for her to get soaked in blood, and then <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up, her fingers take start a blood twitching. Bath. Yeah. You say that as though she wasn't just drugged. She decides <laughs> to take a nap next to him. Like, fucking dunks. She was, I guess, just drugged. I forgot about that, too. They clearly try to show you that with... <laughs> yeah, so she wakes up, and he's all dead. All dead. All not dead. not not partially dead. Yep. All all dead. All the way dead. Not just mostly dead. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is Elizabeth number five, I think. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is where the movie takes it. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a turn here. So she starts dragging him somewhere. I don't. Necessarily... She drags him to the front door first to see if his oh, fingers will right. let her out, but they yeah. don't. Very smart. I'm guessing I mean, it's a high tech security system. So I'm guessing that whenever he's going to have his game of murder hide and seek with her, that he sets the house to not just open with a biometric lock. He sets it to open with a biometric lock and a code or a code rather than the biometrics. So she realizes that he's even in death one more time. He's fucked her over. <laughs> and then I don't know. Do you remember where she puts his body? She stuffs it into a suit bag, I think, and then puts it in a closet somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Upstairs. It, it's specifically upstairs because Oliver asks her where it is whenever he comes back. And she says, <laughs> it's upstairs. Uh-oh. That's the most unbelievable part of this movie is that she, uh, I'm going to guess, a 110 pound woman was able to pull that. Probably over 200 pound man up a flight of stairs. He wasn't 200 pounds. <laughs> there was an think? elevator. Oh, there was no. That's fair. <laughs> but dragging him on the floor, though, even I mean, look up his height. My phone, my phone's down there. We'll okay. look it up at, at some other point. But all right, um, I'm just putting a pin in it, Max. I'm telling you right now, I think that man was at least 200 pounds. I'm guessing that he probably is too. He's a, he's a pretty solid. He's a big dude. dude. Um, but <laughs> yeah, she drags him into a closet somewhere, and then um, tries calling. Uh, Emergency services, which makes me think that this is not in America. I think it is Britain. Emergency services. Which I think you dial 999 over there. I think that's true. 
any of our uh, listeners in Britain, please let us know. Or Europe in general, I guess. Not all of Europe is going to have the same emergency code. Sorry if I, I offended think. anyone. I know nothing. I am an idiot. I hope you guys understand that. Some and of them perhaps. don't even have one. Not European countries, but... So, <laughs> the next day, she's cleaning up the blood off the floor and all of this stuff, and... Does a really good job, somehow. But I never, yeah. I never got Cleans the off idea the knives. how mopping up blood with, with a, like, a mop and water works. It would take forever. Yeah, she was using, like, a sponge and water, and, <laughs> I mean, there was... She dragged that body for a while. The like... amount of trips you'd have to make to wash, to get clean water, to thin... It would just be a monumental task. Yeah. I mean, she did a good job so the, a casual glance wouldn't show anything. Yeah. But, I mean, a forensic investigation would <laughs> show blood all over the mansion. <laughs> just turn on a black light and just immediately would light up like a Christmas tree. Like, oh, man. I think multiple you, people were murdered. Just <laughs> painted it with bioluminescence. And they test all of the blood and they're like, somehow more of this is yours than him. <laughs> We've literally found enough blood that would account for like three separate entire people dying in here. I don't understand how that's possible. But it's not possible, so we'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> there goes his head rolling back <laughs> uh, I did want to say, though, that um, Elizabeth is better at doing the one thing that Oh, I already forgot her name from Color Out of Space was supposed to do, which was to wash the blood off the knife. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember her name either. Lavinia. Lavinia. Ugh. Lavinia. So, uh, Oliver and Claire walk in and they're expecting a bloodbath and they're expecting her to be dead again. And she's just sitting on the couch reading and they walk in and she's like, hello. And they're like, She's trying so hard to shit! And... Then Claire goes into the kitchen and starts having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Serious palpitations. Yeah, something. And then she calls emergency services, which is important. And then after she gets hauled off by the ambulance, uh, Oliver's like, where's his body? <laughs> <laughs> I know he has to be dead. Where is he? We have to get it to the body burner. <laughs> Which, why didn't you, they put Elizabeth's body? Makes in there? you wonder why have it if that's not what you're going to use it for? Because <laughs> it's clearly a human body-sized incinerator. I think it's for trash getting rid of. I guess. Um, it's one of your odd sentences again. <laughs> it's Take a trash out getting, getting rid of, getting trash, rid of her. <laughs> so Oliver starts giving her information about. Her past, I'm using air quotes. That's weird. Yeah, and I, like, I, until you guys said that it was a lie, I still wasn't sold on whether it was real or a lie. A lie. What did we say was a lie? Him telling her about growing up in the orphanage just over the hill. Until she oh. was eight and, like. No, he's saying these things because that's what she remembers. But that didn't happen. Like, that's just the memories they gave her ah. to, like. So she's not like, hmm, why am I here? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> so, uh, I'm a little hazy on what happens next. Oh, the detective comes mm-hmm. and and he makes a comment about how oh he's he's a little bit earlier this time and um. So I really love the fact that 
Oliver immediately launches into immediately like a <laughs> super well rehearsed like super spy kind of so there's nothing going on here no no it's this whole big thing <laughs> this monologue <laughs> he's coming in early so tell him that henry's upstairs with uh taking a nap because he's he's got a headache sleep apnea <laughs> fatigue <laughs> make a joke about how this time he's the one sleeping because you're always the one that's sleeping and like he just immediately like launches into this and it's super thought out and and very intelligent and right on the spot and he's with this constant sort of monotone drawl that he has going through this and make sure that you make a comment about how it's funny that he's sleeping this time because you're always the one that's sleeping. You're going to need to go now. Open the door. And like, he just like, it, <laughs> I loved it. So the detective comes in and she tells him, yeah, he's upstairs napping. And, uh, or Oliver tells him, he's like, where's your father? And he's like, oh, he's upstairs napping. And he's like, and all this time I've never known him to take a nap. And then, She's like, mm, yeah, it's weird because I'm always the one napping. And he's like, oh, you're, you're, you're here. And <laughs> is just realizing that, like, she isn't dead. Yeah. Oh, one more quick note. Just before he gets there and they start talking to him, he tells Elizabeth that she can't trust him because one time an earlier version of her got out and went to run away. And that detective brought her back. Yes. Knowing mm -hmm. probably that something terrible was going to happen to her. Mm -hmm. Or at least was able to surmise that something awful was happening. Yeah. And Claire helped. And Claire helped. And Claire helped. Mm -hmm. And... <laughs> we'll get into it, I guess, a little bit here. It's such a fucking terrible excuse. Or... I Lie. Guess, uh, story. I guess story. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then... <laughs> she's sitting there talking to him and Oliver comes up behind him with a shotgun and shoots him in the back yeah. and goes, did I get him? My favorite line of the entire movie. Did I get him? Because he's blind in case you don't know or forgot. He's quite blind. And I don't know what type of shells are in that gun, but if it's a slug, there's a possibility it's going to go straight through him. I think it, it definitely was a shotgun, but I think they were shooting slugs out of it. I think so, too, because a couple of times when... Because when it gets used later on, there's only one hole. And there's a very specific sound when he, when he shoots something. So he shoots roughly in the direction of this detective and nails him right in the like left lung, I guess. <laughs> and Elizabeth is sitting roughly in the same direction. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to him, I guess. I mean... He didn't probably care that much whether she lived He's or got another one. died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, had, but... he had backup Elizabeth. The backup he just needs someone to read the journal to Yeah, him. I don't know that she was quite as um, stable. As... It seemed like some of her DNA had been misplaced. <laughs> uh, so. Why did she, why did he shoot him? Because he says you called emergency services. Oh, yeah. And. Then Oliver covers for her and says, well, you didn't hear about Claire. She had a heart attack and or she had, you know, uh, arrhythmia, like heart, heart palpitations. and had to be she's taken to the hospital. She's a heart defect. Yeah, mm -hmm. She's a condition. And that covers it. And Claire says, or uh, uh, Elizabeth says, oh, yeah, yeah that, that was why I called. But I don't remember what later on tips him off. And he says something that quickly, quickly reveals that he knows something's not right. And that's why he shoots him. But I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. It was honestly. some subtle comment about how he knew that 
there was something up. And he, oh, I think he says, I can't help you unless you tell me what's going on. Oh, like, yeah, He realizes yeah. there's something up. And that's whenever it's pow. And just before that, he made, he made a comment about how, I thought he was keeping you locked up in a tower up here this mm. whole time. And... <laughs> nope, nope, just a tube. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, well, then they drag the detective's body out to the body incinerator, <laughs> and he tells her to pack up all her shit and take money out of the safe. And she's like, "How much?" And he's like, "This, this much. much." And holds his fingers about two and a half, three inches apart. What is that like? Three, forty, fifty thousand dollars, maybe? Uh, I would assume. Depends so. on what the denomination is, I guess. Hundred dollars. I would assume hundred dollars. I don't think there's anything less in that house. Because I don't think there's there anything be? less than hundred dollar bills. <laughs> yeah. There's only bonds for a hundred thousand dollars each. Uh, so she starts to do all of that, and then how does he keep her? She is in the room packing up, and he throws the journal into the room, and then slams the door shut and locks it. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. gently. Whoosh, the door shut. Yes. <laughs> and locks the code. And tells her to, to read it. And she starts reading it. And it's a voiceover by Claire. Claire. And she starts telling the story about how Henry's wife died. And how she was brought on five years earlier to come and help him with a project that he was working on. And then he revealed that he had actually duplicated the genes from his wife. And he was trying to get her back because she had died two years after they were born. Or after they were born. After they were married. After they were born. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so, so essentially just real quick essentially henry has the same backstory as mr freeze yeah kind of batman <laughs> if you know that if you know what i mean <laughs> the wife has some weird genetic issue so he decides to freeze her to keep her safe until he can find a cure and in this case instead of but he had a horrible just... freezing accident and now he has to be cold all the time yeah it's basically the same thing <laughs> So, uh, she makes mention about how she met Oliver and, uh, he, he like came down the stairs and he was all skinny and blind and stuff. And so (laughs) she, she people are not defined by their disabilities. Okay. No, they're, they're not. It's also a weird way to describe somebody. He's all blind. Who's the man that tried to rob your house? He was skinny and blind. (laughs) Why is this skinny blind man trying to rob me? Why is this man robbing your house, miss? (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) I hope some crime happens while I'm here and like the cop that shows up is like, Well, uh, you guys tell me what was going on here and I will just shit my pants. And, and then just go rolling out the door. <laughs> he calls in. He's like, deputy. All three of his deputies come in. What's, what is it, sir? Well, you know, you <laughs> need you two to take statements and you polish my belt buckle. <laughs> Where are you from here? Why do you sound like that? It's a sign to us whenever we get the job. <laughs> uh. I think my reason for that is because of True Blood. Here's one of my tangents. <laughs> because of true blood and andy belfler because every time mm. whenever he talks he puts his hands on his hips and he talks out of the corner of his mouth like he has some <laughs> some chewing tobacco on the other side like and it's always a little bit angry yeah <laughs> a little forceful even though he he generally has a kind soul he 
Dealing also, with these goddamn vampires. Yeah, basically, that is exactly what he sounds like. So now every cop sounds like that. <laughs> uh, which is funny because I watch a lot of procedural dramas and you there's really lots of cops in those. And he's the only one that's ever sounded like that. <laughs> and you watch a lot of documentaries that are narrated by Peter Coyote, who has one of the most beautiful voices in the world. And you listen to that and it's just like pouring over you. And then <laughs> you, you choose to go with the stereotypical... Small town Texas sheriff. <laughs> if I'm impersonating the voice of a law enforcement officer, it goes like, it's a very, very sweet southern drawl. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, she she reads about, I don't know, a third of the journal, mm. probably. And then he comes back and he's like... That's 33%. Point three three repeating. <laughs> oh, it is. He's like, I I've brought you. Does he say supper? I feel like he said supper. Dinner. I hate the word supper with like <laughs> every fiber of my being. It makes know. me so angry. <laughs> and he, <laughs> I know I locked you in there and you're unstable and you've also been cloned and also you found out that your previous clones have been killed. But I'm gonna open the door. Don't do anything crazy. <laughs> Don't attack me. I trust you. <laughs> okay, you're not my favorite part me. of bringing you food is not getting attacked by you. <laughs> <laughs> and she fucking tackles him. <laughs> I think she strangles him with his belt. Yeah, but and she then... like ties him to a pole with his belt and asks for the code to the door, and she's like. If you didn't give me the right code, I'm going to come back and finish you off. (laughs) (laughs) And he gave her the wrong code. And so she goes back upstairs. It's your birthday, 0916. Yeah. That was actually kind of a heartbreaking moment. He says, it's your birthday. And she says, when's my birthday? Yeah. And it just kind of reveals how fucked up she is because she can't. I'd probably ask that too. I mean. uh, What's the code to get out of here? It's your birthday, Max. When's that? (laughs) (laughs) Who's Max? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she comes back, and of course he's not there anymore. He he goes down to the basement to give the down. weird naked massage to one of the clones. Yeah, keep her from getting water sores. I, I guess. guess. I guess. Presumably the only clone left, or was that that? I think the one that's the one he gets out for his own personal pleasure. I think that's the one that escaped whenever she left the thing open and pulled her pants down, and and he's just telling her to play dead while he pretends to do the physical therapy mm. thing to her. No, I don't think so. Because there's only two left, right? But this is where I wrote, duh. (laughs) Because he's like, please just give me a hand with this. And I'm like, as soon as you turn your back, he's going to do something to you. And he does something to (laughs) her. And he's like, I'm blind. I can't do anything to you. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine as she's passing out, he goes, did I get you? (laughs) (laughs) And how did he know what he was injecting her with? I don't think they put Braille on those bottles. He could have missed and injected the one that he was just massaging. I think this is either sulfuric acid or a sedative. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of blind people, but this man does some crazy He's blind person shit. He's got some uncanny abilities. Like, yeah. Well, I don't want to give anything away. This but Book or- of Eli was great. This is the origin story of Daredevil. <laughs> he, I think he even gets her in the neck with it, too. Yeah, he does. He does. He's aiming for her ass, probably. <laughs> What if he had stabbed her in the eyeball? Oh, God. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess technically, like Max said, it's not really like he cares that much. But at the same time, if he didn't hit her in a spot that was going to take effect immediately, she would have murdered him. (laughs) So (laughs) it's Uh... kind of a dangerous game to be playing, but it works out for him. So the movie doesn't progress that far because she just ends up back in the room now chained to a pipe. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And yeah. she's reading the rest of the journal. And that's where we get to see Claire's cute little tush. Yeah, and there's, like, she's reciting off chains of DNA and it starts, like, overlapping over it. And you can see things playing in the background. And She's also apparently a brilliant geneticist. Yes. Um, and at one point, uh, Elizabeth gets bored. She's like, so then I... And then we were... And I... So then I figured out the code, and she's just like, oh, flipping pages. That's how I read books. <laughs> I My ADHD kicks in, and I end up 16 paragraphs later, and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> like, legitimately, she's just skipping it. Whenever she's like, oh, science talk. Skips the <laughs> <laughs> so the code was extremely... Di- I was like, so proud of myself when I broke... It's like, what were you... That's the fast forward button where yeah. you're talking to an NPC. <laughs> exactly. She's like, A, A, God, A. <laughs> Need Shut something? <laughs> <laughs> so, so she gets to the juicy parts where Ooh, the juicy parts, the juicy parts. Well, okay, let's explain first that Claire was brought on to help Henry cure Elizabeth's neurodegenerative disease. What killed her in the first place? Because he wants to make these clones, and he needs her to help him, like I guess, breed out these the. DNA strands that contain this disease. Science out, I guess. Yeah. More accurate. And at some point, she gets it. And he pretends that she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Three years later, I think, or something like that? I don't know. Some years later. And I don't think that it's necessarily that he pretends that she doesn't. I think that uh, he legitimately corrupts the samples to to fit with his narrative of needing to kill them. Because that's what Oliver says later on. He says he corrupted the samples, and uh, I think uh, Elizabeth says I didn't. I didn't read anything about that. And he he says no. I know him. I know he did. Oh well, I okay. See, I thought that he he wasn't corrupting them to make them do things so that he had an excuse to kill them. I think he was pretending that they were corrupted and then oh, killing them. You mean he was corrupting the samples that that uh, Claire was... Yeah, yeah like yeah. he was okay. lying to her and like, oh, nope, didn't work this time. I had to kill her again. Like, even before they were done doing what they were doing, I think he had already decided in his mind this is what he wanted to do. Yeah, he enjoyed um, it the first time and then... Because he killed one before she cracked the code. Yeah. It's heavily implied that he strangled her because mm-hmm. he said... She, Suffocated her, yeah. <laughs> she fell asleep in the pillows. Yeah. Which is something... Never mind. So, okie doke. <laughs> it was just gonna get too dark. Yeah, righty. Uh, nope. So, <laughs> so she finishes reading it and learns a dirty little secret. Oh my! A couple of them actually. Uh, Claire, Saucy. Claire was sleeping with Henry, and then at some point she was like, "We're not gonna work because you like killing them too much." <laughs> and because you're a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> and she also learns. That Claire had deduced that Oliver was not, in fact, Henry's son. That he was bum 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 Boba Fett. I mean, a clone. A cloned version of Henry. Because he thought that Elizabeth might not be interested in this old... Um, wrinkly meat sack. So he made a clone of himself, so there'd be a younger version of him. In case she wanted to have sex with that, I guess. But Yes, to put it politely. Um, but... And then at one point, Claire walks in on him after just having murdered one of the Elizabeths, like brutally murdered. And this is when he explains to her that he's gone off the deep end. I've changed your contract. Yeah. But the thing is, if she helps him with this, 
she gets everything when he dies. The house, his money, like all the equipment and access to continue her research. and All of his research. All his research. So Presumably if he has any patents or anything. It's no small bargain that he's offering her. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And he says, who? she says she's going to call the police. And he's like, oh, what are you going to tell them? That I murdered somebody who died 30 years ago? You know? Or this or that. That I created these clones and then killed them? Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, it would sound insane if you were explaining it. Not only that, but there's no precedent for that. So I don't know how they would even deal with that legally. (laughs) There's I mean, murder is wrong, obviously. It has been since Cain killed Abel, but um, I I don't know like what the police would charge him with. It would There would have to be a long, long legal battle on what rights clones would have. You would have to figure out what their rights were. And it would be insane, <laughs> and it would be, he'd be long dead by the time they actually figured out what kind of legal precedent or legal means they could use for trying this case, and by then he would have died of old age. I wish Dr. Wu had been involved in this, too. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Just a real quick crossover. <laughs> real quick. Hey, I need some notes. I'm trying to make some dinosaurs. Can you tell me what you've been working on? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> How can I make it as lethal as possible? What, what would you, what would you recommend I don't combine if I wanted it to be a murderous monster? <laughs> well, if you're looking for it not to be a monster, don't don't combine these twelve genes. What were those again? Here, okay. take some of my DNA and put it in one of the dinosaurs, <laughs> and oh, then Jurassic God. Park happened. They were the smartest <laughs> dinosaurs of all time. Uh, <sighs> raptors. That's what happened with the Indo- no, the Indominus Rex. They, they Henry's injected genes. Henry's psycho genius genes in them such an asshole i know this geneticist his <laughs> wife died it was really tragic <laughs> and then she uh, died again i guess i don't know oh god <laughs> um here's my second tangent of the night bd wong who plays dr Wu, is in that's a tangent his name's bd wong yes bd b D. oh b d wong so like bernard delifu <laughs> wong Yes. Um, Deluge. And uh, he is the forensic psychiatrist with the FBI and Law and Order SVU, so I get to watch him all the time. Yeah, I don't understand why they have so many dealings with the FBI. It's like they're on the payroll for the New York Police Department or something, and I don't understand it. They assigned him, I think, initially for a kidnapping case that crossed state lines or something, and then he was like... I'm going to freelance every once in a while and work with you. Yeah. Well, so. the FBI collaborates with local law enforcement frequently. They do, uh, but this is normally like continuously on like. For like 15 seasons. Yes. Well, they go to them for like psychological profiles and shit. And... They do. They do, in fact, do that. But he. I don't know. Anyway, but I, I really enjoy his character yes. on Law and Order, and he's great. He's just um, a, a really, really. Great actor. Great and very engaging. Like, I, as soon as he starts talking, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying but i want to know more henry says or uh, um uh oliver says to her he says to her did she write anything about me in there and she, she says, no. lies through her fucking yeah, teeth she says no He's well he smart. tackles her to the bed and puts scissors to her neck and then says what did she write about me oh yeah i guess that is how i for some reason i thought it was earlier that he asked but he has the scissors closed i mean they're still dangerous that way but not as dangerous as when they're open and then she's telling him that claire thought that he was a clone but she was wrong henry produced the birth certificate and proved that he was indeed a naturally born child and continues this avenue of, of discussion and then that's when it gets 
like that's when this movie takes an even worse turn and gets even more fucked up and dark because he starts talking about how Henry was molesting the clones from a really young age. Yeah. And and it gets really fucked up. It it was also implied that Oliver was raised to believe that Elizabeth was his his mother. Mm, Yes. Oh. Yeah. So the clones Elizabeth. Well, eventually, eventually he he found out that she was his mother. They were raised as brother and sister. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, at first, and then at some point he realized what was happening because like there were like eight. He said that there were eight of them running around. Yeah, or, or something, like, something that. like that. At like, one point, or six, I guess six little Elizabeths running around. <laughs> I'm trying to I. keep track of that, and. <laughs> And finally, he was like, I can't do this anymore and put them in their tanks. And also, they're identical. So <laughs> imagine having six identical twins running around. Yeah. And he said that he would get them out every once in a while to socialize feed them memories them and, and socialize yeah. them and yeah. um, <laughs> molest them. And <sighs> at that See, point, he's a fucked up asshole. At that point, yeah, Oliver fell in love with what he thought at that point in time was his sister. Because he watched his father molesting 12-year-old Elizabeth. Yeah. And Henry saw Oliver seeing Elizabeth and was like, mm, you don't get those eyes anymore. And then he blinded him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess, with the oh, he blamed it on an electrical fire? Yeah. Something. <laughs> Oliver confronts him about it and tells him that it's wrong. And then that night he came into his room and poured acid on his eyes or something. It's not really defined, but he did something to him that blinded him for the rest of his life. Fucked with his genetic code, I guess. Yeah, well. And so after that, what happens after that? Well, oh, the other, the other Elizabeth comes in. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, she's like, Hey, come over here and touch me. You can touch me now. You know, like, you can be whoever you want. We can be together now. And so he comes over. really good at being seductive for somebody who spent all that time in a tank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's, her life is being threatened. But he comes over to canoodle with her and she (laughs) tackles him and strangles him with the chain this time. (laughs) And is like, where the fuck are the keys? What's the code? And so he gives her the correct code. And gives her the keys, and she gets unchained, and then goes to leave, and gets hit in the head with the butt of the gun, right by. Yeah, uh, yeah. New well, Elizabeth. no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that she's gets the chains out, and I think that she chains what's his face up, and then as she's standing up, that's when she realizes, or I think that's when the other Elizabeth says something like, uh, "Don't hurt him," or "Stay where you are," or something like and that. And she is shaking like a leaf, like. <laughs> Like and she's like the shotgun's really heavy. Yeah, it's really heavy. <laughs> Elizabeth number five was super badass. Elizabeth number six was a wimp. Yeah, she's essentially a child. She's not been developed. Oh, as, that's as much true. As the other ones. Her memories haven't been put she's into place. Really, really. And Oliver has told her that the air is not safe to breathe outside <sighs> to keep her in the house. He and... has fucked her up, and it, it sort of becomes apparent that maybe out of all of them, he he was sort of somehow getting a little bit more. Uh, what's sort of influence over this sixth Elizabeth because he seems like he has a much closer connection with her and maybe that's just what he's developed with her in 24 freaking hours that she's been awake but it seems like it's a little bit deeper than that uh like he's like Max said he's 
filter her head that the outside air is toxic and he's talking to her and the way that he's talking to her makes you seem makes it feel like they have more of a relationship and she trusts him and it's yeah. weird and fuck that would be so hard to explain mm-hmm. it would be so weird as that person too like why is there another one of me she said like why, why does she well, i think like that's her? the only thing that kind of throws her off a little bit yeah and <clears throat> and he's like she's an imposter and uh. elizabeth number five gets behind him and elizabeth number six decides to shoot him and it shoots through him well i think the gun just kind of went off I don't yeah. think she meant to shoot anybody. I think she was just kind of shaking enough and pointing in the right direction that it just sort of happened. Oh, I but thought it was intentional. She says something at one point, and Oliver confirms it. Um, Elizabeth five says something to six, and and shatters some lie that Oliver was telling, and Oliver admits it. And I think that's what kind of rattles her a little bit and starts making her really start to freak out and question everything, and she starts spiraling because, and I don't remember what it was, but she says something, and Oliver. She's like, is that true? And Oliver's like, yes, but but you have to understand. And then he tries to justify it somehow. And that's yeah. when she starts really panicking mm-hmm. and starts shaking really bad. And I think I, I agree with Max. I think it was less intentional and more just her starting to freak out and break down and spiral completely out and start to, you know, shake and fires. And it. <sighs> so at this point, all of the Henrys are dead. And Which is good for the world, I think. Elizabeth number five starts running down the stairs and yes. realizes that she's been shot. Cause it's not his blood, it's hers that's on her shirt. I mean, also some of his, probably. Probably. But In a really bad spot. Some of his gut ropes. Yeah. And she manages to get back upstairs and give the journal to Elizabeth number six. No. No, she just ran away. She's, oh. She, halfway to the door, she starts to break down physically and gets a last little effort oh, and gets up right. and gets to the door and just puts in the code and it works. Yeah. And she gets and she the gets door to open. smell the fresh air. And then Elizabeth number six shoots her in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I don't blame any of them for doing any of the things that they're doing because they are not only except Henry. Well, no, I any of the Elizabeths <laughs> because they are and Claire and Oliver uh, and Henry. <laughs> Which Henry? And the detective. And the detective. So, yeah, she... uh, Elizabeth number six is mentally just destroyed at this point and is just murdering everyone because, (laughs) I mean, she's fucked up. Fuck you, fuck you, (laughs) fuck you. So she's just cleaning house and unfortunately... And then she she finds the journal, right, and reads it. Mm -hmm. She makes... uh, um, an over-easy egg and a piece of toast, and ah, then is reading the journal right. after that's she cleans right. up all the blood. Because she goes outside and realizes, again, that maybe this this person that looks exactly like her and was trying to, trying to talk to her was actually telling the truth because the air isn't killing her. So she walks outside, and I think that's when she crouches down, and the Elizabeth number 5 talks to her and presumably gives her uh, the information about the journal and just says, you know, go read it and it'll tell you everything. Or something along those lines, I presume. And then she does. With her ovaries, the egg, and her toast. And she... You said her ovaries, her egg, and her toast. (laughs) I thought, wow, she has to do everything with those, doesn't she? (laughs) She's no choice. (laughs) Let me just take these out for a little bit. (laughs) There's a woman here. She had ovaries and she robbed me. (laughs) That's a very odd specification. (laughs) So, (laughs) she... She reads the rest of the journal and learns everything there is to know about everything. 
maybe <laughs> like, a slight over exaggeration <laughs> about her her existence. Yeah, yeah, and that she is in fact cured. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, then Claire comes home, <laughs> yeah. and, and they have this awkward meeting at the what foyer. A it is. Claire looks like she's debating whether or not she even wants to open the door. Yeah. And what am I going to find in here? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's going to be Elizabeth and Oliver's running around killing each other. <laughs> and, oh. Itchy and scratchy in there. <laughs> and Elizabeth is standing on the other side with a piece of artwork <laughs> and a yeah. duffel bag. Yeah. <laughs> and then she starts her descent down the mountain and, well, she, and her ascension into life. She hands the journal to ah, yes. Claire and says something like you've done all of this now do something good with it or you've 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 made all of this now do something with it it's your house you've earned it do something good with it something like that oh you also got a call from somebody from ingen they wanted to ask you about a park or something (laughs) having trouble splicing Uh, in they need to figure out what to use as a base gene for dinosaurs or something and then she starts walking down the the mountain and then at the end she stops and she's just standing there for a minute and i was like is the air really toxic for oh, her? No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because she just stops, yeah. and stands there for a minute, and then she goes, <sighs> "Yeah," and that's the end of the movie. Yep. <laughs> I legitimately, like I was sitting there, I was like, "This bitch is gonna die from the air, isn't yeah. she?" <laughs> I kind of wondered if, if just she was gonna get hit by a car or something, and I was, just, what the hell? <laughs> What did they do with the detective's car? Well, I actually, a part of me also expected, like, a bunch of cop cars to come, like, <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. zooming up the hill. And then she gets but... shot for resisting arrest. <laughs> uh. But, no, it wasn't quite that tragic of a movie, but... Not quite, but... Not quite. I mean, not that far off. Uh, it's well, pretty fucked n- Nothing up. bad happened in the movie. All the bad people died, and there's one good clone left, so... <laughs> uh, except it, for Claire, who well, also stood by for a lot of that and is... That's Pretty complicit at this she's point. Tr- that's true. She's very complicit in these. Uh, all right, mm-hmm. Max, we're going to go ahead and start with you. Oh, what is your favorite thing about the movie? You forgot for a second. I forgot for a second. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about the movie? My favorite thing about it was... Um... <laughs> Max, what is your favorite color? Uh, <laughs> Blue, no, yellow! <laughs> Sorry. Um... I, honestly, even though it's kind of cliche, um, like Henry's belief that he was in control of the situation, mm. that he was superior in every way, and nothing could happen to him. And, and that uh, being his ultimate downfall. I mean, that happens a lot in movies all the time. It happened to John Hammond, happened to John Hammond, and then the guy after him, and then the guy after that guy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Vic, what was your favorite part? Uh, by far, my favorite part was Oliver. Just his affectation, the way he talked, his general bearing about things. Even though he was kind of fucked up in the end, it wasn't necessarily his fault any more than it was uh, Elizabeth's fault. So I, I just really enjoyed that character and that actor, and I would like to see him do something else in the future and have a little bit more range. My favorite part was Claire. Her skulking in the shadows, <laughs> her being brilliant, her booty... She does have an exquisite booty. Mm-hmm. Everything about her is just really great. She's a very uh, classy woman. Yeah. Yeah. Just all she around. She reminds me a little bit of Rachel Weisz. Uh, a little maybe. bit. Maybe. A little bit. 
Like, they could be, like, cousins or something. Maybe, yeah. Mm, sure. Mm. All right. What was your least favorite part, Max? My least favorite part was um, the bedroom um, lockup time in the movie. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say that good. <laughs> I do words good sometimes. <laughs> it's like the last third of the movie's Elizabeth locked up in the bedroom to read this journal. And I get it. Like, that lets them go back and explain everything. Flashbacks, yeah. Gives us all the exposition that we could ever ask for. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of where the movie stopped being really, really interesting to me. It's just kind of like explaining everything and then it's over. And it's not super needed, or at least not a lot of it's needed. I feel like they could have cut good chunks of that out and we could have inferred it, given what we've already heard. Because they say about her... Inferred it. They say about her getting brought back by the, the officer, and then we see that by the popo later on. And I don't understand why we needed to see it if we heard about it. And it yeah. Like well, it 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 um illustrates Claire's culpability in this now. I guess. Okay. Yeah, because she does. She claims Elizabeth as her niece. Mm-hmm. Oh, my my sister sent her here. It was her last chance, and now she's all gone, gotten in trouble again. Done, gone, got in trouble, officer. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's what I want to ask you guys about. So, do they think that that officer is dumb enough that he's not going to remember what the niece of this researcher that's living yeah. with Henry looks like, and then not also know that that's what his new bride looks like a few years later? Oh, yeah. It's really <laughs> fucking a stupid, stupid uh, uh, excuse. Or what, what did I use earlier? Uh, cover. It's a really stupid cover. Well, like, and I don't understand it at all. Did he? Whenever he first came to the mansion after Claire number, not Claire, Elizabeth number four was killed, didn't he say, how's your lovely new bride? Yeah. So, I mean, that's been years, presumably. It's weird, but I mean, I know that not everyone remembers faces as well as I do. It's one of the only (laughs) things that I do well, but still... It's kind of weird. Detective. I mean, I meet and somebody one day, and the next day they're like, "Oh, hey, how's it going, Max?" I go, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> I'm John. I know. Why should I care? <laughs> but it, I could see him saying, "Lovely young bride." That would make more sense to me. But he, I, I'm pretty sure he said, "Lovely new bride." I think he did say, "Lovely young bride," because he, he said, "How's young. your lovely young bride?" And he's just okay. like, "Young and lovely." Okay. Yeah. Young makes more sense to me. I thought that he said new. No, he said young. Dyed her hair a different color, maybe. Because he he says something at one point, uh, like, and this isn't the line, but it's something like, how do you keep up with them, or or, how do you do it, or something like that. Okay. All right. So, Vic, what was your least... Did you just give your least favorite part? No, that was Max. Okay. (laughs) What was your least favorite part? Um, My least favorite part. Um... I guess I could have thought about this. It's not like we haven't done it 26 times, 27, 28 times. This is the 28th time. 28th time. Just the 28th time. Uh, My least favorite part was... uh, Man, I really should have thought this through. Mm. Oh, um, (laughs) okay. So my least favorite part is that I don't necessarily think that this is... I don't think that you would be able to keep this quiet for as long as they've been keeping it quiet for... Maybe that police officer is doing everything that he can, but this guy is a 
huge, massive billionaire, multi-billionaire. And he would have at least some people interested in his life. And for him to have this little uh, outside involvement from press or from any kind of agency that's trying to figure out what he's been up to is a little unrealistic that no one would would pay attention to this. Because where is he bringing Claire back from? Or uh, Elizabeth back from? Where, like, he's driving back to the house every time that she wakes up. Does he just put her in the car when she's still kind of groggy and drives, like, six miles away? And I then, think so. Okay. Drives back? <laughs> just drives back. Oh, you're awake. So, I don't know. I feel like that's a little unrealistic that he would be able to get away with it for this long and no one would wonder what he was up to. But, I mean, I guess he's paying a lot of money. Maybe that's part of it. I mean, he's just bribing everyone. Yeah. Um, my throwing money at everything. My <laughs> least favorite part is is just there's a, there's plot holes. There's um, it's Swiss cheese. There there's so many plot holes in this movie. <laughs> That's it. Why have an incinerator if you're gonna bury them? <laughs> Max, what was the scariest part for you? Uh, scariest part for me was probably when Elizabeth six shoots Elizabeth five in the back. Because I wasn't expecting it, actually. It's a little startling. <laughs> yeah, like she walks out, and then all of a sudden, boom! I'm like, what? what? It's yeah, it's rough. Vic, Vic what there? was the scariest part for you? Uh, for me, it would have to be whenever Henry shoots the police officer, putting yourself in. Oliver. Yeah, when, well, technically. About, I mean, if we're splitting hairs. Uh, that's how you get genes, you split hairs. <laughs> um, I think. Um, so when Oliver shoots the police officer, and he starts talking to her, and she starts kind of feeling like maybe he's on her side, and then she realizes that he's not, and shame on her for thinking that, I guess. But at the same time, she doesn't realize, like she's starting to realize that she doesn't have the ability to rationally think through this because she has been altered. Like every part of her DNA has been altered and changed. She doesn't have memories that she can trust. Like nothing. She's like one of the Venture Brothers. <laughs> nothing about this world that is is what she thinks it is, and she she can't make rational decisions. And it, it would be terrifying to not know what you could rely on. Like your own faculties have all been compromised, and you don't know what you can trust and what you can rely on. And that would be awful. And there's no one in your corner. Yeah. It's terrifying, and I would be terrified. That would be absolutely horrifying. Um, I think that the scariest part for me would be finding a duplicate of myself in a Matrix tube. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But if you found a duplicate of yourself in something that wasn't a Matrix tube, that'd be okay? Mm. Like if you were jogging, and then they were like, Oh, hi. And you're like, hi. It'll be okay. And I looked very similar to the person, or I looked exactly like the exactly. person? Exactly. You're just going in opposite directions. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've had a bunch of people come up to me, in like, whenever I worked at the restaurant and stuff, like, they'd be like, oh, you look like my niece. You look like my cousin. One woman was like, can I take a picture with you? Because you look like my niece and I need to show her. I demand proof first. <laughs> Prove it. She was like, I'll get in the picture with you so it's not that weird. And I was like, it's still a little weird, but I'll do it. (laughs) I would have said no. No. I was too nice. (laughs) But I think, yeah, I think just enjoy your stalker salad. Seeing myself myself in like a a womb like environment, like, Mm. 
I'm surprised that none of us picked the moment when like that word. Elizabeth <laughs> is talking to him. <laughs> and they're trying she's trying to talk herself down from shooting herself. <laughs> <laughs> from the English. Uh, all right. Uh, uh Max, what uh, is your overall rating for the movie? My overall rating is a 10 out of 10. Okay. Right. I just, I, I liked it. I don't know. It was fresh and new at the time. and um, I guess it's not a Netflix original. I thought it was. I don't believe so. Uh, I wasn't paying that much attention, to be honest. For all of its plot holes and stuff, I still really liked it. Mm-hmm. All right. Thick. Um, I get bogged down more on plot holes, so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. But I still think that it was a good movie. I was still engaged. Uh, but I did have a hard time with some of the plot holes sort of during the movie, but more so after, which is kind of the mark for me of a, a movie not quite uh, being super... Being super, like... Being super. Being super. <laughs> <laughs> it was super. It's the mark of a movie not staying quite straightforward enough to not have massive plot holes. I'm going to give it an eight. because overall because during the movie i was able to kind of ignore the plot holes but then afterwards i was like wait a minute Mm, so not right (laughs) i was able to enjoy it at face value the first time that i watched it although like i said with about 32 minutes remaining i was like is this not over yet i just need it to be done yeah well like i said that whole bedroom thing with the journal i thought that could have been shorter I was also kind of like that with The Conjuring 2, though. Like, that's a really long horror movie. And it's a good horror movie, but I was just like, it could be over. Max, what is your horror rating? Horror, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Okay. I did not believe it was that scary of a movie, but, like, the themes were scary and mortifying, some of them. Um, It touched on a lot of things that are awful. And, like... I thought it did a really good job of showing what somebody who's actually insane might really look like. Mm. Yeah, like like Hannibal Lecter, I guess he's not insane, but, you know, he manages to keep all that away from what people can see. Yeah. And, like, this doctor, like, clearly off the deep end. But you wouldn't perceive that if you just talked to him. Yeah. All right. Vic. Um, so, I would give it a 4 out of 10 for a horror rating because of... The themes and because of putting myself in in some of those situations it's not horrifying in the traditional sense like a lot of the movies that we do but it is the existential kind of dread that you would feel it's the kind of question of your own sanity it's questioning your own existence and the the sanctity of life and and you know the the moral questions there's a lot there that's terrifying and realizing that your entire essence is been wrapped up and controlled by somebody else it's all awful hold on a minute what what was your rating four out of ten four out of ten okay hold on okay we get to see abby lee kershaw's front don't we uh when she's nude or partially clad yeah did she have a belly button uh i don't i don't think that we saw the only time that i think we see a front front shot of her nude is when she's in the tube i think every other time is kind of a, a side shot i'm gonna have to look again and see if they showed her with a belly button the okay. only time that it would have gotten even close was when she w- i also found it interesting she was putting on the bikini in the beginning mm-hmm. right they that's the only time that i can think of that they would have possibly shown her belly button but um aside from being in the tube but 
<laughs> I found it very, very interesting that Elizabeth number four and Elizabeth number five picked different outfits. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was really mm. interesting. It was kind of fun. Because well, Elizabeth the- number two or number number five picked like this one piece black and white bathing suit. And the only reason that I noticed is that I was like, oh, that's way cuter than the the bikini that she was wearing. And then I was like, wait a minute. She wore something else. (laughs) So it's just, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. (sighs) This one looks like someone had it murdered in it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, okay, I would believe that clones don't have belly buttons. Uh, Well, unless you created some kind of apparatus that Some sort of placenta. A belly button's a scar. A belly button is a scar from a placenta. So unless they created, <coughs> unless they created a, a umbilicus, <coughs> call it an umbilicus. It's such a cool word. The only reason that's okay is because they use it in space stuff. An yeah. artificial placenta. <laughs> unless they created an artificial placenta, there would be no reason for a clone to have a belly button. Okay. So. And well, I'll have to go back and look. But um, what you were saying? Oh, the the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. One of the first Elizabeths. Like, she had, like, a three-second memory. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they were sitting there just listening oh. to her talk. And she, she just was the was first disease-free one. On. Yeah. 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 And that's, like, it's funny because she was very toddler-esque when she was doing that. Like, yeah. I've I've seen toddlers just sit there and, like, create these weird <laughs> stories, like, to try and rationalize the way that things are happening. Yeah. So. She's like, I, just, I had a milkshake. And then, um, what's this? I've been happy um, three times. Yeah, I've been and- happy three times. <laughs> And then I thought they were going to follow that up, but she says, were you a soldier? And he says, no, it's me. It's Henry. She's like, oh, Henry. Like, so <laughs> oh, when did you fly in? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. But is, then is that the one that he suffocates? Yeah. I okay. think so, yeah. That's, and that's... she fell asleep that, face down in the in the pillows. You could almost forgive as a mercy, maybe, if she's just uh, so dis. Or just getting frustrated with her. Like, I mean, that sounds really <laughs> oh terrible. Maybe that's what happened. You're like, oh, I just am so frustrated. I could strangle you. And then yeah. you oh, I am strangling you. Oh, or su- I think he suffocated her because he said that she fell asleep in the pillows. <laughs> she like, that would be hard to watch. Pillow. If he really thought he was going to get his life back with his wife mm. and, like, just seeing her do this, that could be construed as mercy. Yeah. But and, and then once you enjoy it and do it again and again, that's where it becomes a problem. Yeah, a big also, problem. Just going back real quick, in Jurassic Park, they <laughs> hang on, I got a point. Going all the way back to 1993. <laughs> in Jurassic Park, the way that they clone the dinosaurs is using ostrich eggs. They uh, basically the the embryo grows inside the egg. So I assume it would be a similar process using some kind of uh, actual embryo that they are putting the genetic material inside of to grow in so in that sense it would essentially just be a tube grown human being that's that is exactly the same as a any other human being that's grown inside of somebody else are you saying the elizabeth's hatched i'm saying that they were (laughs) grown using actual human uh eggs instead of just being grown in like a cylinder (laughs) um Well, next week, dear listeners, I will be reading from the Britannica, starting at the beginning, and it'll be a nice three hours of just encyclopedia facts. All right. So (laughs) my horror rating. Oh, we didn't even get to your. Thanks. Horror. Um, I'm also going to give it a four. Um, It just, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't hit that, that hard for me. Just, I don't know. It wasn't that scary. 
Max, I'll take your answer off the air. What makes this movie that much not worse than Triangle? That much not worse. There's a semi happy ending. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> That's not even true. <laughs> There's a semi happy ending. There is. I think. Uh, I guess. But <laughs> you don't have to take my answer off the air. <laughs> All right. Some housekeeping no, stuff. It was a joke. It was a radio joke. Um, <laughs> That's different from a regular joke. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You gotta turn the knob to hear it. So first That's of all, a sex joke. <laughs> so first of all, don't forget to check out our friends over at Phantom Galaxy and Land of the Creeps. Super fun podcasts over there. Paycast. Paycast. It's a, po- it's a podcast. <laughs> uh, if you... <laughs> uh, I just quit. Yeah, I'm done with this. Uh, you guys okay, are doing Floyd. this by your own. <laughs> by, by your own. By your own. <laughs> oh my god. Alright. Um, you can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. Not the hounds of pork. Poor, poor, poor cod. A porridge. Hounds of porridge. That's going to be our next podcast. <laughs> oh, man. We I had porridge. maple oatmeal today. We oh, had, boy. We had peas porridge hot, <laughs> peas porridge cold. <laughs> I tried it nine days old. I was just not into it. <laughs> not having it. Um, you can also reach us on Facebook and Instagram at that as well. You can also support us on Patreon. If you should choose, what we're going to start doing is we're going to start, because, and I don't know if we're going to leave this in, but it, wow. <laughs> we've had a couple of episodes that have been well over four hours long, <laughs> and obviously to make that a more palatable <laughs> podcast, we cut a lot of shit out, including some really funny things. So what we're going to start doing is we're going to start putting together some funny shit for you to listen to. I don't know that we should be the to. judge of what's funny. <laughs> from our own podcast. I was cackling whenever I was listening to The Conjuring too. I just want to point that out. So, um, if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, you'll have access to that content. So, um, there's that for you. And next week, since you guys picked not horror horror movies, I'm going to pick a not horror horror movie. I'm going to pick Freaky, which was a 2020 movie starring Vince Vaughn. Mm -hmm. I apologize. This is one that you have to purchase. It is not streamable. Oh, no. So um, it's $14.99 over on the Amazons and the Google video. It's not rentable yet? Also, stop cracking your knuckles Sorry. directly into the microphone. I'm sure our listeners <laughs> I should not- start laying into you about knuckle cracking. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't. You're showing a lot of restraint. I'll get there, some Max. paper crinklings going on here. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't killed Kitty yet. <laughs> I was with her when she died. Our next podcast is called Kitty Harvest. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of cats in this house. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> um, go check hard. Freaky out. And I figured we would do something a little bit more recent that also had a little bit of levity to it. So, because the way that it, it's advertised, it's more a, a comedy horror than... It's Freaky Friday meets yes. horror. It's, meets that's Halloween. why it's called Freaky. It's, I think like, that's the yes. exact premise. But I do yes. like Vince Vaughn. I love me some Vince Vaughn. Me too. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right. So we're going to hey, watch Hey, we that. all agreed on something. Right. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Let's give a Vaughn rating. <laughs> he's handsome and sleepy looking. 
And also, it delivers pretty great lines. I give him an 8 out of 10. I think it's because he's stoned a lot of the time. Maybe. Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like that movie, and he's great in that. Although a little bit cocky. All right. He has the backup plan. So. That was lame. (laughs) It was pretty lame. The the whole delivery, I was like, when I was a kid, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then when I saw that movie later on, I was like, that's that's pretty lame. (laughs) We're back to talking about Tia Leone again. Uh, no, that was Jurassic Park That's 2 three. we're talking about. Jurassic Park 3 is the one Taylor Leone. It's Isla Sorna. You said 3 the first time. No. That was Isla Nublar. Mm-hmm. He was in 2, not 3? Yep. He was in Jurassic Park 2. Yeah. Mm. With Malcolm. Mm-hmm. I've only seen Jurassic Park 2 and twice. And not Sarah Sarandon, I think. Susan Sarandon? Susan's, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, what is happening? Yeah. Alright, I think we need to call it. Probably. It's done. It's cooked. We're All right. over. Thank you for listening to us. Um, we really appreciate it. We have been Hounds of Horror. You can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com and hopefully you will all enjoy this podcast and tune in next week whenever we talk about Freaky. And also watch it before we talk about it if you don't want things spoiled or if you don't care then just you know go for it. Okay, bye. Later. Bye.